This is Tom Lee, Editor-in-Chief of NEGM Catalyst. Today, as one of our regular leadership conversations, we'll be talking with John Phipps, who is the Chief Care Transformation Officer at Innova, the Virginia-based delivery system. Now, Innova already has had a great reputation, and it's well-deserved. But as John will discuss, it's a work in progress, like every organization in U.S. healthcare, it is evolving. It's trying to get better. It actually feels the need to transform. That's the work that John is helping lead and we'll discuss with this today. So John, before we get to that actual work, can you give the audience a quick description of Innova, both where it is coming from and how it's evolving? Yeah, sure, Tom, thanks. And thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. So Anova is an interesting place. You know, it's a community asset, private not-for-profit health system. It's located entirely in Northern Virginia. So outside of DC, but inside the Beltway. It's based in Fairfax. Uh, there are five hospitals and the usual complement of health system stuff. So physician practices, surgery centers, all of that has a large medical staff of employed and independent physicians across the hospitals. ANOVA operates a medical school campus partnered with the University of Virginia, and ANOVA has training programs for residents and fellows, and a lot of them. So, ANOVA's legacy is one of an aggregation of high performing hospitals. Um, so, you know, a, a bunch of hospitals pretty close together that do a good job of caring for patients. And the evolution is towards a more integrated delivery system. So not only operating as one system across five hospitals, but operating as one system across all of their care delivery sites. And Innova's a high-performing place. So it's a, you know, straight A's from LeapFrog for 10 consecutive reporting periods. It's the only large health system in America to have had every hospital recognized as five stars by CMS. Uh, we will soon have uh, all five hospitals magnet designated. And, you know, we're more recently proud of our progress in DE&I, health equity, and in the culture that we're creating and the outcomes that accompany it. So the transformation really was launched by our CEO, Stephen Jones. He's been at Innova for about five or six years. And he has been the one really driving this, you know, evolution towards a even higher performing integrated delivery system. So your title is Chief Care Transformation Officer. And you it's gave a, us- a made up title. <laughs> well, you gave us an idea <laughs> of what ANOVA is hoping to transform toward, uh, but to make it, make it more concrete for us, uh, how is Stephen Jones going to be able to tell whether you're doing what your title suggests? Yeah, no, it's a, I appreciate the question. I get that question a lot. So the transformation is really um, transformation towards a more high-performing integrated delivery system. So the transformation is a embodiment of the health system strategy, which is completely a clinical strategy. So Inova has said, Look, our, our big plan is to deliver on this thing we call a care mandate. And at, at ANOVA, the care mandate is a people-centered, high-reliability, high-value, seamless system of care, which is a carefully worded, complex way of trying to 
briefly articulate what we think it would look like for us to get care delivery right. And it's not that um, care delivery is bad because that's not the case at all, but it's inconsistently great. And so there are lots of opportunities and the requirements for high performing health systems continue to change. So the bar is not set, it's, it's moving. And so we think that the transformation involves changes in mindsets and culture and processes and a particular approach to care delivery. Um, the mandate is people-centered because it includes patients and families as well as team members high reliability because it includes safety, following best evidence, and a predictable experience, and seamless because healthcare is a process that is full of friction and we're trying to remove it. And a system of care because we really want to integrate care delivery rather than being a bunch of component parts. But how we will know that we've transformed will really be a reflection of the elements of the mandate but they really are hard outcomes. So it's, you know, how are we doing on culturally with our team members? You know, what is our culture of safety? What is their, their level of engagement? Are they sticking around? It's performance related to our patient's experience of care, all aspects of patient experience. And then it's the hard clinical outcomes. You know, how are we doing caring for people with complex conditions and um, populations of people. So we, we measure the same, you know, sort of clinical outcomes that most people measure, but then we also sprinkle in a good bit of the things that we think are process measures or, or that are highlighting some of our particular cultural work. Now, every time I talk with you, John, you say something that sticks with me for years afterwards. And this time, what's what's going to stick with me is uh, the idea of going from inconsistent greatness to something approaching consistent greatness. And I think that we've got a lot of great people in healthcare, and Nova is full of them. And as individuals, many of them actually approach consistent greatness. But working collectively, I think every place in the country has a a pretty big gap between what we do inconsistently, which is wonderful as a group, and where we would love to be. Now, can you summarize the background that prepared you for work as audacious as that? I know you started your career as an endocrinologist, and you are therefore comfortable with complex systems with subtle forces at work. But how did you go from endocrinologist to chief care transformation officer? Yeah, so I think I've been preparing for this stage of my career for my whole working life. So I was in clinical practice for over 20 years. I've done nearly every physician leadership role in two health systems and in a large independent specialty practice. And I've had the privilege of, you know, building long, deep relationships with really smart people like yourself who have taught me a lot. And so I've learned from other people and I've learned from my experience. I've tried a bunch of stuff that has not gone well. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. So I, I, for me, all of that has sort of prepared me for this moment. But mostly, I think it, I'm prepared because my passion aligns with my role. I mean, this is the stuff 
that I care about. I tell people, and I think it's annoying sometimes when you tell people how much you love your job, but I tell people that I'm the only person I know who spends 100% of their working time doing stuff that they care about. And that's actually never been true for me before now. Um, and so I, I think I'm just really fortunate to be in a place where I get to work on stuff that matters, but also the stuff that matters most to me. Well, that is a wonderful goal for any of us as individuals. Now, looking at the organization, let's focus on the cultural work. What are the actual goals for culture change that you are looking at to tell whether you're, you're making progress in, in this very, very challenging area? Yeah, the goals for cultural progress are you know, some of the things I mentioned. So it is, how do our team members feel about this transformation, the vision that we describe? What is their level of engagement? Uh, what are our safety culture indicators? Um, are team members sticking around? So all of the, you know, maybe indirect measures of, you know, how is our team doing? And how, how much are they buying into this thing that we're trying to do? But the real outcomes are clinical outcomes. So, you know, we, we believe that delivering on this care mandate will ultimately be much more about the culture and the mindsets of the team and much less about the quality of the tools and the processes, but we're working on all of them, right? We focus on the cultural side and the technical side, and we believe that all of it is important. But all of us know from our personal experience that with the proper mindset, remarkable care can be delivered even when the tools fail you and the processes don't work so great. Um, so we really want to deeply embed this attitude among our team members that these things that we call the care imperatives, that they have a personal relationship with them and that they see that they have, they have the freedom to you know, live that out, whatever it looks like in the moment. Um, and our, our cultural journey, we refer to internally as our drive to excellence. And, you know, it's a very structured, long-term thing. So we engage formal leaders, informal leaders, ultimately all team members. We're working on cultural attributes that we think make awesome possible, like psychological safety and inclusion. And we reach our frontline team members through transformation teams uh, to advance the work. And, and, you know, cultural work is messaging and modeling. And so it's, you know, talk about the stuff that matters to everyone all the time, help them understand and get excited about it and help them to share that understanding and excitement with other people, rinse and repeat over and over. Well, messaging and modeling are great. And I also know that probably your nightmare and my nightmare is that we might look back on this period of our life and all we did was message and model and nothing changed and, and no one imitated the model. Uh, how are you going about trying to make that nightmare less likely by actually making something happen, making imperatives feel like imperatives for the good people who are working so hard at ANOVA? Yeah, no, I appreciate that question. And you're right, that is, a, that is a nightmare. So the work that we do, we do within the operating model of the organization. So ANOVA is organized by 
um, sites of care and service lines. And the care transformation work engages the leaders of these areas and enrolls them not only in the cultural work, but also in the very specific initiatives, you know, in support of this pursuit that we have of the mandate. And we have a coalition of support services, technology, informatics, quality, safety, patient experience, process improvement, who all partner with me to support the care transformation initiatives. And right now, you know, we are working on moments that matter within care models for perioperative care. So things like a standard approach to pre-procedural optimization, periprocedural glucose management, you know, just very specific and granular aspects of a patient's journey, but important parts of it. We're working on the med surge unit of the future, which includes how do we think about nursing documentation, we have launched a telenursing initiative. We're engaging patients in our uh, rounding, what we call rounding excellence um, and uh, standardizing our approach to remote patient monitoring. We have launched a heart failure care model. So we, we have urgent heart failure clinics to avoid hospitalization and honestly avoid ER visits, um, working on best evidence medication management and heart failure, care navigation, all of those things. So, you know, we, we do the soft stuff, like talking about purpose and joy and culture, and we do the technical stuff, like standardizing how we do clinical improvement, how we build care models, and we measure all of it, right? So we, we measure whether we ask and capture what matters most to our patients, but we also measure likelihood to recommend. We measure mortality, readmissions, uh, all of those things, you know, and, and believe that this care transformation work ultimately drives progress on these outcomes that matter to patients and also matter to us. Well, can you give me one example of a specific initiative that may have actually moved a needle in a measurable way? Sure. So we have launched a comprehensive care model for depression, and there are different aspects of that care model, but one of them is depression screening. So we're committed to screening all of the patients who engage with our health system for depression on a routine basis, which typically is once a year. And since we have launched this work, we have we are approaching 250,000 screened patients. We've identified more than 4,000 patients with suicidal ideation and have arranged appropriate follow-up for all of them, as well as anyone else who has had a concerning screening result. So in our mind, the depression care model, the care transformation initiative, and the depression screening that we're doing is identifying patients in trouble, potentially saving their life. Uh, and that's a very tangible outcome of this work. Well, that's a wonderful project. It reminds me of a very early paper we had at NEJAM Catalyst on the push for zero suicides in a community. Henry, Henry Ford did this work and uh, Justin Coffey wrote the paper. And it is adopting a radical quality goal like zero harm. In this case, it was zero suicides. And I won't be a bit surprised if uh, that is a nuance that uh, you adopt for this particular area and some other ones. Well, I wanna thank you for your time. I really wanted you to come on, not, to, not because there's any one specific initiative that 
we wanted to focus on today, but to give our audience a feel for the work that you are doing, the overall portfolio as the Chief Care Transformation Officer. Anova and Healthcare is lucky to have you in, in this role, and I look forward to hearing more from you from time to time on how it's going and what is working and, and what isn't. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it.